It is a streak, boys. Yes, this is the second straight day we have a podcast for you guys. We got a great show ahead for you guys, and my name is Brian, and I'm here with Basketball's podcast to bring you my takes on this new NBA news. So let's get into our topics today. So today we're going to be discussing Tobias Harris, his contract denial, and what teams should target him. We got Marcus Smart signing a four-year deal with detailed view into that. And then I'm going to review my number 2016 for my power rankings. Who is it going to be? Is it your favorite team? That sucks if it is. Let's get into the show. Our first topic tonight is going to be about the Tobias Harris contract situation. So the Clippers offered Tobias Harris a four-year, $80 million extension, and he declined it. He pulled a Nerlens Noel, and he's taking a chance on himself this season as he can make up to $144 million next offseason if a team is Dumb enough to give it to him. I'm going to say that right now. Who's going to give $144 million to Tobias Harris? I really want to know that. I mean, I don't even think that the Brooklyn Nets are dumb enough to do that. Billy King's old self. I know he was fired, but I'm just saying. I don't even think Billy King, back from 2012 or whatever it was, could make a dumb deal like that. He hasn't shown enough in this league. Yes, he has shown he can be a great scorer on teams that lack scoring, like the Magic, the Pistons, and the Clippers. Have we really seen him shine in a playoff game? Have we really seen him shine during a winning season as that go-to guy? We haven't seen it. You can't give 144 max contract to a guy like that, in my opinion. He is not the greatest defender, but he has potential. He is young player, a young rising star on the offensive side of the ball. He needs to show something on the defensive side of the ball this season, I think, if he needs if he wants that 144 million. So let me give you a little insight on Tobias Harris. So he is a six foot nine combo forward. He can play both the three and the four, who can shoot the ball, he can post up, and has the strength to bulldoze any forward in the league. And he averaged 18.9 points a game. That's not the problem on the offensive side. It's more about his playmaking. He only averaged 2.4 assists per game, and he only averages 1.8 for his career. So I think that he will need to also improve that if he wants to be a max player. You need to be essentially, I'm going to use a baseball reference here, a five-tool player. If you want a max contract, you got to play defense, you got to shoot the ball, you got to be big, you got to be able to lead a team with leadership, and you have to be able to play make. You have to get the other guys around you involved. Tobias Harris doesn't do that. He is a good scorer. You know what you give good scorers? You give them 13, 18 million dollars. Tobias Harris, what were you doing? That $20 million a year? I think that's your best shot. I think that's the most you're going to get. I'm I, Even, I know, the Lakers gave Timofey Mozgov $72 million, But, are you really going to take your chances here? Look at Isaiah Thomas. Could have made $200 million. One injury happens. Guess where he is now? Veteran minimum backup on the Denver Nuggets. 
Life comes at you fast, Tobias. You need to step. You need to make a move. You need to take that 80 million because you, you only can play in the NBA so long. You need to get as much money as you can. And, of course, this isn't about the location. Who doesn't want to play in L.A.? I mean, he's not denying this contract because the team is the Milwaukee Bucks and he wants to go to a large market. He's in L.A. Basketball is thriving in L.A. And he has his own team in the Clippers. He is the best player on the Clippers, hands down. This was more about the money than the team, Clippers fans. I wouldn't be discouraged. I think the Clippers will resign him next year. If they're smart. If they want a full rebuild, maybe they trade him this year. That's the best. They need to figure that out this season. This year. So, with Tobias going into free agency next year, I'm going to give you guys some teams that I think could really use the talents of Tobias Harris. And I am in love with this one right here. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, the Pelicans have needed a forward on their team for so long. I mean, they've been using guys that are coming off the the D-League just to come up and play for a game. You, your forwards, they've always had Holiday at the guard. You know, they had Rondo last year at the guard. And before the trade deadline, when before they got Miritich, I couldn't tell you who was playing the forward. Some guy from from TJ Maxx, they went over and said, Hey, you look pretty tall. Can you shoot a ball? All right, you're on the team. That, that's probably what they did. You add a score in Tobias Harris with a defensive stud in Drew Holiday, a defensive stud in Anthony Davis, and all-around star in Anthony Davis, top five player in the league. I think that team is very scary. Also, don't forget... Julius Randle. Julius Randle is there. That team would look very scary. Maybe the Pelicans do a trade for Harris. Give up a couple draft picks. Let the Clippers rebuild. I love that play. Pelicans, you need to do something at the forward. I just gave you something. You need to act on it. Because Julius Randle, he is not playing the three. Davis is moving to the five this year, and Randall's going to the four, and it leaves a spot open at the three. You guys need to fill that spot. So, my second team here would be the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Dirk, his time's up. He's coming up. I mean, next season could be his last. He said he wants to play the next two years of his contract, I understand, but things happen. Even if he wants to play that second year, Tobias can sign there and he can just wait for to, for Dirk to leave. Tobias can play the four spot. He is not small. He is six foot nine, 235 pounds. He can play the four. I think he thrives better at the three because he can use his strength more, take it to the rack. But the Mavericks would be something if they could slide Tobias in. A young, a young offensive stud, and for Dirk, who, I'm sorry, Dirk fans, he, he's definitely not the same as he was. 
at the, the Mavericks are pettying Dirk. They're 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 letting him play because they they're loyal to him and they're not gonna just cut him and they're not gonna say, hey, you gotta stop playing. They're definitely not gonna put him on the bench. That would be so disrespectful to the to to Dirk. I mean, this guy carried you to a 2011 NBA Finals. So you need to give him all the respect and everything he wants. So Tobias Harris could slide into the four right there, even the three. He could maybe move into the three if if Dirk wants to play that second year and uh, they could run a, a Smith, Doncic, Harris, Dirk, and Jordan lineup if Jordan resigns. Most likely will. So that that's a pretty scary team too. Maybe not as scary as the Pelicans, but Mavericks, they're looking to do something. I don't think that Harrison Barnes would, you know, it would be smart to put him on the bench. I think you got to run Barnes and Harris. you got to run Barnes at the three and Harris at the four. That would make that a power lineup, I think. But again, lacking defense on that lineup. I don't know. We would have to see what happened. So we're going to go to the third team here, and it's the Suns. I mean, Booker, Aiton, and Harris, all young players. They're, they would be playoff heat for five years if Tobias signs a five-year deal. I mean, you got Booker, a proven scorer, you know, 71 points in a game insane and you got Aiton a rising star and I think he's going to be 15 and 10 I told you guys this on my podcast 15 and 10 you slide into Tobias Harris 18 points a game the Suns are making the playoffs no doubt not going conference finals they're not going semifinals but they're making the playoffs no doubt it's a big jump I, I, I like that but all of this could be nothing for Harris. This is a really big risk. You guys don't understand because if you guys didn't look at what happened to Nerlens Noel, he had a four-year, $72 million contract on the table. And his dumbass agent, Happy Walters, told him, hey, decline it. You're going to go make $100 million next year. <laughs> yeah. Where's Nerlens Noel now? OKC? Playing for veteran minimum? Yeah. What a life. Could have had 72 million. So much money he wouldn't even know what to do with it. Now, he's going to be bankrupt at the age of 35. Because what is he going to do after basketball? I don't know. Does he have his degree? Maybe. Maybe he goes back to college. That'd be good for him. But the NBA, I don't see it working for Neurons Noel as he is a unskilled big. Unskilled bigs are dying. In the NBA, you need to learn how to shoot the ball in their own. This season, prove yourself in OKC, which is probably the worst team to prove yourself with Russell Westbrook taking all those shots. But that's a totally different story. And, you know, that's just going to be the segment here on Tobias Harris. Call me if you guys disagree or if you agree. 6035604979. I actually have gotten a couple calls. I actually have. I'm surprised. I got two from yesterday's podcast, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, I will. I wrote them down. I'm thinking about t- 
talking about all the points. If I can get around 10 points here, that would be great. I could have a whole segment on just the points the fans are making. I wouldn't call you guys fans. I really don't have fans. I'm just a you know, private podcast here. I just like talking about NBA basketball. You know, I'm not doing this for money or anything, but I mean, yeah, call me, call the number, and let's just talk it, all right? So we're going to get into our next segment here. We got segment two here, guys, and we're going to be talking about Marcus Smart and the contract extension he signed with the Boston Celtics. So we got Marcus Smart. He signed a four-year, $52 million contract to stay with the Boston Celtics. And I know all of you guys are saying, how is this guy getting paid $52 million? He is the worst three-point shooter in the league at a guard position where it needs to shoot the three. Yes, I know, guys. It looks bad. It really does if you look at the stats, if you're a stat watcher, and I hate stat watchers. You guys need to watch an NBA game. You guys that are saying Westbrook is a top five player in the league are stat watchers. You don't watch the game. You don't see the impact the player has. You can't look at the impact from numbers. Sometimes it's a good way to measure how a player how like how, how efficient he is, but you can't look at the numbers and go, oh, he's a good or a bad player. You really can't. Because if you did with Marcus Smart, he probably wouldn't even be on a team right now. He probably wouldn't. But the guy dives for every ball. He is the defensive grit and heart and soul of the Boston Celtics. And he just makes those plays that win you games. Those, those games that you win by two points, one point, those games that go into overtime, Marcus Smart wins you those. Not by flashy buzzer beaters, but by taking charges. As you saw with the James Harden, the Rockets game, where he took two charges back-to-back to, back to win a game. He literally won a game single-handedly by taking two charges. I don't think that's ever been done before. That was amazing to watch. And Marcus Smart, I know he's not a great shooter, but the guy has offensive talent. He runs the pick and roll efficiently. With guys like Al Horford, Aaron Baines, Daniel Tice, who can all stretch the floor in their own different ways, he runs a pick and pop and a pick and roll perfected perfected on that second unit and it's really important that the Celtics kept this guy he's if they lost him I feel like they would have to put Terry Rozier in a position that he really isn't meant to be in Terry Rozier is a scorer Marcus Smart is a playmaker and a defensive stud so he's going to return to the Celtics this year and he's not going to start. He is not a starter. He's going to be behind Jalen Brown and Kyrie Irving like he was last year. Like amid no injuries, of course. But it's a perfect spot for him to be in. I mean, if he was a starter, he would ask to be an offensive, more of an offensive player, more of a shooter. And he can't do that. We've been waiting for Marcus Smart to improve his shooting game for the past, what, 
five seasons, and it, it hasn't happened. He, he just can't improve that three-point shot. I don't know what the problem is, but it really hasn't. And I feel like Marcus Smart can't operate the pick and roll the way he does if he was in the starting lineup because you can't have your starting lineup with Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, and run a pick and roll with Marcus Smart. That really doesn't work out. So the bench is where he will be. I mean, it's where he should be. Like, you guys got to understand, Timofey Mozgov is making $72 million somewhere. Where is he? The Hornets now? Did he get traded? I think he got traded. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with those bum players. But yeah, that guy's making $72 million. And you're getting a player that's really important to your team for $52 million. With a dumbass agent like Happy Walters. Yes, he's with Happy Walters as well. Same thing with Nerlens Noel. Him and Nerlens Noel. And Happy, you you actually did something well here. You got the $52 million. You almost fucked it up. Happy Walters was actually asking for $80 million at the start of free agency. Like, what? What bench player is going to be making $80 million? Marcus Smart didn't even ask him to do that. Marcus Smart wanted to be in Boston this whole time. And do you think Boston's going to sign him for $80 million when they have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kyrie Irving, they have to re-sign. No, they're not going to give you $80 million. They're going to give you 52 They offered you 44 last summer, and you declined it. You got $8 million. That, I mean, $8 million doesn't sound like a lot to an NBA team, but to a player, that's a lot of money. I'm glad he took a chance on himself, and he, he got what was best for him. So good for Marcus Smart. I mean... You just can't look at Marcus Smart as a stat on the stat sheet. That's just my perspective on it. Marcus Smart, I feel like this is a great trade. I mean, not great trade, great signing. And I feel like if he went to a team like the Nets or he went to the Hornets, if he went to one of the teams he was looking to sign with, I don't think he would be the same player. I think he's one of those Brad Stevens, you know, sculpted players that only works in his system. <coughs> Isaiah Thomas. Uh, oh, sorry. I have a cough, but we're, we're not going to get into that right now. But let's talk about another player that got affected by this. Yes. Another player. Terry Rozier. What are the Celtics going to do with him? Do you re-sign him? Do you take up that money that you have to give to Jalen, Tatum, and Smart? I mean, Kyrie? No. I don't think so. So maybe a Terry Rozier trade is in the making. Maybe a team that needs a point guard will go after a Terry Rozier. Maybe a team like Oh, I don't know. The Lakers. Maybe a team like, uh, I don't know. The Milwaukee Bucks. Detroit Pistons. New Orleans Pelicans. Like, all these teams are pretty good landing spots for Terry Rozier. 
we'll see this season. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a segment for another show, but that's going to end it for segment two. Let's get into segment three, our last segment, NBA Power Rankings. Let's go. My number 26 team for this NBA season is the Charlotte Hornets. I know people have been waiting for the Charlotte Hornets to be called. A lot of people think that they're worse. A lot of people think that they're better. It's a weird team. And it's all based off of one player. Kemba Walker. So here, I'm going to read you guys the starting lineup before I get into it. So the point guard is Kemba Walker. Shooting guard, Nicholas Batum. Small forward, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. You got the power forward in Marvin Williams and the center in Cody Zeller. Most of the people, they either love or hate Kemba. I personally like Kemba. I know he can be a defensive liability at sometimes, but if you can score 22 plus points per game, you belong in the NBA and you belong on an all-star team. It's that simple. Anyone with an offensive gift like Kemba Walker has is just all-star. A lot of people can play defense. You stay in front of a guy. All right. Not a lot of guys can have offensive stud type talent like Kemba Walker has. So that's why I rank them a little higher than teams like the Hawks and the Magic. Because they have that go-to scorer in Kemba Walker. They have a guy that in the fourth quarter, he's going to take over sometimes. He has been known to choke a little bit. A little bit, but he hasn't been put in those positions too many times. I mean, his team's only made the playoffs, what, two times? And he hasn't really shown up in the playoffs. This Hornets team's not making the playoffs. He's going to get his shots this season, and I feel like he's going to take the Hornets past those really low-level teams. He's still going to be a low-level team, but the Hawks, Magic, Kings, they're all going to be worse. It's all on this one guy, Kemba Walker. I mean, Nicholas Batum, he used to be a triple-double machine. What happened to him? Injuries. Self-confidence issues with Nicholas Batum also factored in. I mean, they're paying the guy, what, $128 million? There was a reason he got that money. And he deserved it at the time. But now, where does he stand? I really don't know. That's why I'm iffy on this Hornets team as well. Michael Gilchrist, he's a bust. I'm going to tell you, he's a bust. You can't shoot in the NBA. You're a number two overall pick. You're a bust. It's it's that simple. He can play defense well. Okay, great for him. But a starter, he was supposed to be the next LeBron. This is not like Marcus Smart here where Marcus Smart was the sixth pick, he had some high expectations to grow offensively. But MKG was supposed to be the next Kevin Durant, the next LeBron. He was supposed to be an MVP. And Marcus Smart was just supposed to be, you know, a good player, a good starter. So that's why I don't call Marcus Smart a bust, and that's why I call MKG a bust. It's just based off of potential. He had so much potential, and it was wasted. Marvin Williams, I really don't have a lot to say about him. I really don't know him as a player. 
I mean, I know he's a guy, he's been in the league for, what, six years, and he's been a starter for some pretty good Hornets teams, but I just feel like, wasn't he in Portland for a little bit? I don't know, I think so, but I don't really have a lot to say about Marvin Williams, I'm just going to go to Cody Zeller here, and I know he is a defensive liability, he can get you boards, he can get you pick and roll buckets, he has a defensive liability when he's on his feet. He can block shots, but when he has to go out there and guard on the perimeter, it is just, his ankles are done. The guard is going to take his ankles. And don't think anything about the Tony Parker signing, because Tony Parker is only there for veteran leadership. They're paying the guy $10 million for veteran leadership, basically. I'll go there and fucking talk to teenage kids and tell them to shoot a ball for eight hours a day, $10 million, and sounds like a pretty good gig to me. When you're Tony Parker, I guess you get shit like that, but that's why they brought in Tony Parker. He's more of a coach than a player. He's way past his prime. Don't think anything of that signing. But another guy I'm talking about here is Malik Monk. He had such a disappointing season last year. He was great as the number one shooter out of the draft. And you're going to shoot 29% from three? That That's just horrid. What the fuck? What are you doing in the NBA? Are you even getting in the gym, taking shots? I know, maybe he had some NBA jitters. Maybe he's just not cut out for the NBA. But I'm going to give him another season. Let's see what he does this season on a Hornets team that's going nowhere again. And let's see if he can bounce back. Let's see if he can get at least 36% from three. Maybe even make 150 of them. 200. That would be ideal for Malik Monk. 14, 13 points a game. If he's under 10 again this season, I'm labeling him as a B-U-S-T bust. It's that plain and simple. Malik Monk, you need to show out this season, prove to the NBA you're not just another one of those those Johnny Flynn's. You're not just another, you know, I'm trying to think of busts, but they don't come to my head for a reason. Because you don't remember them. Malik Monk, make yourself remembered. This season, it's your year. Come on. And let's just talk about the draft night with the Hornets. Uh, did Does anyone think that Miles Bridges is better than Michael Porter Jr.? I know there's some injury concerns with Michael Porter Jr., but with the Hornets, you're not going anywhere this season. Maybe you have him rest out the season, and you have Michael Porter Jr. coming back next year having a Ben Simmons-like rookie season. Like, what were you doing? Miles Bridges, all right, he's a nice scorer and a nice defender. He's a 3 and D guy. Trevor Ariza, all right, that's great. Congrats. You got Trevor Ariza. You could have had the next Ben Simmons. You could have had the next playmaking forward, the point forward of the future with Ben Simmons and Michael Porter Jr., and you failed on it. That's what I think. If those injuries do not hurt Michael Porter Jr., he is going to be 10 times better than Miles Bridges. 
That's just my take on it. So guys, that is the show for you guys tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed. Call my number 603-560-4979 if you have anything to say at all about the show. Follow my Instagram, Basket Bros Podcast. Give it a follow so you can be notified when I drop a podcast. I am literally about to go post on the Instagram right now. Literally. Just go give it a follow. It would help me out a lot, and it would help you out a lot too when I'm posting a podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow. Good night.